Welcome to another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat, everything about Glasgow's West End. My name's Jim Byrne and the pat in the title is Pat Byrne. And this is episode 51. We've had a good week, uh, we've, we've certainly had a busy one, uh, Pat's been out and about as usual, enjoying herself, meeting up with Pat, pals in uh, Glasgow's oldest family run Italian restaurant called La Laterna, and uh, she's had uh, a few visitors up, and so have I, I've actually had one of my old music pals up, which I interviewed on, what day was that, Wednesday. Uh, which uh, will come out uh, actually it won't come out because it's not part of this podcast it's for another project which I'll tell you about uh, when the time is right it's a project I'm doing related to songwriting which is one of my big interests uh, as a musician obviously Okay, that's probably enough of me going on. Uh, if I could just remind you, tell tell a friend about the podcast if you're enjoying it. Give us a review. We would appreciate some nice, nice star ratings on the iTunes or whatever it is you're listening. You're listening to the podcast via. And uh, I'm now wittering on. I better shut up. Okay, let's go and chat to Pat. Okay, Mrs. Byrne, welcome to another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. Hiya. Hiya. Hello, Jim. Hello, Pat. How are you? Yeah, very well. <laughs> <laughs> I met you before. I've uh, you before, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, and what do we normally start with? We usually start with a fact. Glasgow West End fact? Yes. Okay, I've got a particularly good one this week. Good. And uh, I should say, before I tell you this fact, I really need my, uh, I need our listeners to dig out more facts because I'm running out. Okay. Okay, so if you tell your pals, mm-hmm. uh, and if anybody wants to get in touch and tell me some... I'll, I'll try and go for a taxi ride because I had a great taxi driver a couple of weeks ago. I felt as if I was in a pub quiz. All right. But I think he must have been a pub quiz fan, but he kept on asked me all things if I knew. So one of the things he asked me was if I knew the difference between steak pie and cottage pie. And I had no idea. I said, does one get carrots in it? <laughs> he said, no, the um, steak pie. <laughs> no, see, I've got it wrong. I've got it wrong. It's, it was Excuse cottage me. pie and shepherd's pie. Oh, right. So the, the shepherd's no, pie is made with lamb. So I didn't know that. Right, okay. So shepherd's pie is made with lamb, and what was the other one? Cottage pie. What's that made It's made with steak. Steak. So the taxi driver. So I'll try and get some facts of some of the taxi drivers. That's that's astounding. Glad to know that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I'm sure it is incredibly interesting. Oh, I was happy to find it. Yeah, no, no, it's interesting. I don't know why I'm saying it's not. Uh, Anyway, let's go. Let's get to the Glasgow West End fact. And this is uh, from a book called The Kibble Palace by Eric W. Curtis, which I'm sure you remember when it, when it came out, maybe about, I don't know when it came out, six years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, don't know exactly. Slightly ringing bells. 
I'd heard this before anyway, but this is the fact. On the 24th of January 1914, 27 panes of glass from the Kibble Palace were broken by a bomb allegedly planted by militant suffragettes. Mm-hmm. A second explosion was narrowly avoided when the burning end of a lighted fuse was cut by the Night Stoker. Night Stoker, eh? Evidence that it was the work of suffragettes included the impression of high-heeled ladies' shoes in the soft ground and a lady's black silk scarf found it nearby. Oh, they were planted. (laughs) 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 Diversionary tactics. When was that? 1914. So 104 years ago and we're still talking about it, Pat, so that was a pretty effective uh, bit of... uh, Whatever, that, whatever it was, whatever you call that. Uh, what you call Activity? That? Yeah, what would you call that? I'm sure there's a name for going out and doing something to attract attention for a cause. Whether it be fracking or mm-hmm. votes for women. Protest. Protest, yeah. And we'll leave it at that. So that's this week's. Good. Which takes us to what we've been up to that. Yeah, it's been a funny week. Um, in a way, I've not been out all that much. I wasn't. I missed my physiotherapy yesterday because I, I just have not been sleeping well at all. So I was only getting a few hours sleep a night. My, my leg was sore and blah blah blah. So anyway, I've actually been in quite a lot, and but that's not too bad because um, I've had some people coming to visit me, and Danielle, my niece, came today. It's my three wee great nieces, so that was fun, and I had their lunch, and then the girls all did their tricks, their drawing, and we had a, a, a gymnastics display from Freya. She did the splits, and goodness right. knows what. I was getting a bit bored because she wanted to do a cartwheel. I wasn't sure there was quite enough room, but um, yeah, so that was that was nice, and um, also on Monday I had a really nice time. On Monday evening, I met my friend Izzy. We were invited along to La Linterna. That's the Italian restaurant in Kelvin Bridge. Yeah, yeah, it looks nice. Oh, it's lovely. I, I've been, I have been in to, to, to eat there, and it's very, very um, nice restaurant. So we had a fabulous time. The, the food was absolutely um, wonderful, but... Um, we had good company too. They're full of fun in there. No, anybody um, that's right on, right on Kelvin, right almost at the bridge, Kelvin Bridge, and um, lovely wee restaurant, lovely food. But the staff are super friendly, super good fun. Umberto is the um, manager, and um, he introduced me to his wife, Simona. And Simona says, I know you, mm-hmm. because um, Simona was a waitress that served us one time in Yuzibi. Oh, right, okay. A beautiful looking girl, so, and she's now not working at the moment because she's going, they're going to have their first baby. Right. So that was very nice. And then um, the chef, um, Pierre Angelo, he came out to meet everyone. He's a great big, you know, larger than life character beaming smiles so nice and they're just so f- full of fun at one point 
Um, Umberto is the opposite. He's very, very slim. So at one point, right beside us, the table, he actually scooped um, Umberto up in his arms. Right. <laughs> you know, they were, they were having such a carry on. It was, um, it was really good fun. But um, that restaurant, I, I've known of it for a long, long time because La Linterna was one of the very earliest um, kind of family Italian businesses there were restaurants that did very, very well in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. It, it started. It was opened in 1970. All right. And um, about 1972, I worked in the Albany Hotel, and we had a lot of Italian staff, Italian um, waiters, and and we, you know, they they all knew each other. So quite a lot of their friends worked in La Linterna and they would sometimes come up to the Albion in the night off and so and I, I had I had gone there quite often to that that restaurant, you know, with a wee crowd mm-hmm. of us from the hotel. So Was that the same restaurant that was there before it it got done up? Was it the same people and it just got done up or is it a different restaurant? No there, there was a restaurant. Yeah, there. yeah, no, it's completely different people. It's different people, right? Uh-huh. Um yeah, it was Sandro before, I can't remember his surname. Right. And it was a lovely restaurant then um, as well. But um, no, it's completely different. The, it was started, um, uh, when, when it was opened, it was the, um, what you call it? was a family business and it was Valerio Martinello, Martinello and Antonio Fasoni. So they still own it. It's still that family business from all that time, but they no longer work. They've passed it on to the next generation. What do you mean? That is it the same related? Is it the restaurant you're talking about was located somewhere else and it moved there? No, no, the no, 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 no. The, the restaurant, restaurant that was set up in Hope Street is from 1970. Is yeah. still there? No, no. I'm just trying to figure out whether the restaurant. That was there before the, the. No, I told you, answered that already. I said no, yeah. that was Sandra. I, mean, I thought you were trying to tell me that it was a family from that, it was the same family. No, no, no. Completely different, um, completely different no, family. No. But um, it's nice came. that it's been around for so long. They've won loads of. Yeah, it's lovely design, actually. I mean, because I, I, I walk past that more or less every day, I've seen them doing it up and stuff, and it's a very kind of fresh look. Very kind very, of. That is exactly the right word for it. It's all kind of like. Pale blue, it's almost seaside yeah. in a way. It's lovely in the summer, it was lovely. You know, the wee tables outside and the mm. flowers. And yeah, they make an effort, which is always nice. Uh-huh. And the food, the food really is absolutely lovely. So, um, and it was nice, to, and I was glad as it could come because she'd been in London. She, she almost came straight off the train. So that, that right. was good. So we had, a, we had a good catch up too, and they're all coming to your gig. On the third of November, right? Okay, because um, the Bear Pit Brothers. Bear Pit Brothers are playing in Tenants Bar. Yeah, in the underground part. What? The basement. Basement, yeah, the basement bar. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a crowd of them coming. Right, good, good, good. So I remember um, they came, Mags and Lizzie came to your solo gig. Yeah, and they loved them. Right, that's good. So that's um, good. they they are going there. There's quite a thing. It's about eight or ten of them or something all, all coming along so we'll so see them again then anyway that was nice and um, I'm having another catch up with friends tomorrow night because Val and um, Margaret and myself 
are going to visit Rosemary in a new house. So that's like all the Rosemount gang. They all worked together all those years ago up in Royston, met each other in 1991. So right. nice to meet up every now and again, get all the catch up. So not very, um, not very um, West End, endy, more kind of of, of um, personal stuff, but um, at the the weekend on Saturday night, we'll maybe try and go along to um, Stuart Cosgrove's. That's what be the launch of his. You know, it's the trilogy, the Soul trilogy. Yeah. So it's Hartham sixty nine right. and Admiral Bar. Oh right, okay, yeah. So it'll be quite nice. I would I would like to go to that. Okay, I'll go to that. And then. Um, I've been asked to do something on Sunday. Um, it's to get down to, to Cove. Is it Cove or Flinder? One of these places. You need to take me or Rosyth, something like that. I've got the address, don't worry, because I've been invited to have my um, a photograph taken. It's a, it's this project called Yes Portraits of a Nation. And it's a personal um, project by the top headshot photographer, photographers, David Ho and Sandy Knudsen. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to showcase the um, diversity and the breadth of people that support our independent supporters right. for Scotland. So I don't know them, but because every so often on Facebook or Twitter I have a wee rant Usually after I've been watching politics today or something, and I have a wee rant about um, all the awful stuff that's happening with Brexit and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to go to that. Yeah, it's good news. I'm very, I'm very proud of you, Pat. <laughs> that you've been chosen for that <laughs> special. Uh, what do we call it? People will think you're being sarcastic, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely proud. I know, I know, yeah, I know. I just, I'm, I always, it's funny you say that because people do think that I'm, uh, when I say things like that, that it's a kind of sarcasm. It's just something that's in my voice, I think. I know you're not. So there you go. So it'll be a nice wee run as well yeah, if, it's a, yeah. if it's a nice day. Okay, good, good, excellent. So, and you had a um, visitor. I did last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm involved in a project that I'm putting together at the moment. So I'm interviewing uh, songwriters. And I've already interviewed, I think I probably said last week, I had interviewed uh, Douglas T. Stewart from uh, BMX Bandits. And this week I interviewed uh, Mickey Rooney from the Prime Evils. Mm-hmm. Prime Evils are a psychedelic rock band. And they've been around since... 1984, I think, uh, and they've had, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 albums out. Uh, they've split up a few times, got back together a few times, and released an album this year. And I used to play in the band for a while, so <laughs> I was I was in the prime. He was playing guitar for me, but so I know uh, I know Mickey. So I thought Mickey would be a good candidate mm-hmm. to, to chat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it was nice to, to, to see him. I mean, um, of course, I knew Mickey 
from when I had the stall at Paddy's Yeah, Market. he mentioned it. Uh, I mean, he mentioned he'd had a stall selling, selling records. That's right. Uh, and candle rigs. He didn't... Uh, well, it must have been afterwards. Right. Because right. He, did, he had the stall in um, Paddy's Market. Yeah, because when, when he mentioned the the, the uh, stall, I just assumed it was a, what was in Paddy's because I think I said was that in Paddy's Market and he mm-hmm. says no that was candle rigs because mm-hmm. I was going to follow up and say no I know Pat yeah, had yeah, a stall uh-huh. next to you uh-huh. but of course they, yeah, I thought no that couldn't have been uh-huh. you never uh-huh. stole in candle rigs no, no it probably <laughs> because because um, he probably moved on to do that right. because we kind of moved on as well we moved on to the square yard it was vintage stuff right, we were okay. doing and we moved on to the, to the square yard yeah. at the Barras. Um But, no, he used to be there next to us, and John Honeyman would be there sometimes right, too. Okay. Yeah. He would fill in for me. Or sometimes, if they weren't there, we would sell their stuff right. for them. Yeah, so. and John Honeyman's back in the band actually as well, because John Honeyman, of course, uh, le- but John Honeyman was the, was the bass player. He's a fabulous bass player. Yes, he he's a brilliant bass player. He's brilliant. They're all brilliant musicians, you know, yeah, it's a great yeah. band. Well, it's a band. Bit, very enjoyable. I, I mean, I always think it's great to see the Prime Evils. Yeah, yeah, I always enjoyed band. going to see them. And uh, so they've had another bass player, Eddie, I can't remember his surname, because he was in the. It was, when I was there, John was in the band and Eddie would would fill in as well. So I think maybe John at the time was training to be a teacher. I think he'd been yeah, a wee bit trained to yeah, be a teacher. Mm-hmm. I think so. That was probably then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think John just got too busy. I'm not exactly sure of the circumstances. But I know they never fell out because you know, I think they're pretty close friends. But of course I went to school with John Honeyman. He was in my uh-huh. class. He was yeah. in my mm-hmm. pals. Mm-hmm. He was in one of your bands, wasn't he? It, it was in most people. Your first band, I Most think? people <laughs> at some point. <laughs> At that time, we're in my band, <laughs> including people like uh, Ian Copeland, who then oh, went to play with the Pete Ball Fairies and all sorts yeah, of other big bands. Mm-hmm. He's a fabulous but drummer. He's a great drummer, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew that we were old uh, to a certain extent, but it was, it's always nice to speak to folk and get a, Because obviously, I've never chatted to him about songwriting as such. Mm. Uh, although, you know, we've been in the band, you rehearse and you. You work up the songs in the rehearsal studio, but you're not necessarily thinking about the, the writing of it. So it was interesting to talk about about that and his influences. His influences are mostly kind of garage rock from the from America in the sixties. Bands like the MC Five and Velvet Underground and mm-hmm. bands like that. He's also interested in souls of yeah, yeah. soul because he does those DJ spot occasionally. He does, yeah, he does the Northern Soul. And he collects all the records. That's right, and he's a kind of connoisseur of of uh, American soul records. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's just a, he's a connoisseur of music, and uh, I think it's central to who who he is, his society of music taste. So, from very early on, he was telling me that most of the music he liked was American stuff that none of his pals had ever heard of. <laughs> I love all that. I mean, I, of course, I didn't know anything about Northern Soul until quite recently. No. <laughs> I think I was in my babies when Northern Soul was at its height. I wasn't going to Wigan or anything. But um, I just I find it all fascinating, that whole scene and, yeah. and how they, they hunt for those. Yeah, it's they don't hard. follow, the, it's like the opposite of following the charts, isn't That's it? That's right. They're looking for the most obscure records. Yeah. 
No, and I love I love yeah. that dancing. Yeah. So Mickey's a bit like that. He's got that side to him. He's got the kind of uh, almost academic side when it comes to approaching music, mm -hmm. uh, looking for the obscure and kind of cool, because uh, he's a cool dude. Uh, and probably was even, I think he is one of these folk that hung out with a cool crowd when he was young, so to speak. And in the prime, he was a fairly niche market. Do you remember um, we organised when went through the band's promotion group? And it was actually Izzy and I. I do remember, there, yeah. And we organised the huge concert yeah, in Wilker Park. I do remember that, yeah. And it was in August. That's right. And they were the headline night. Yeah. And the stage got blown away. Yeah, I was playing the band at the time. Uh, it was a it disaster. Was a time. I mean, we were, we were literally it sitting on under tables. It was a huge storm. That's right. I th we think it was something like the 5th of August. Yeah. Unbelievable. It must have yeah. been about 1985 or 86 or something. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good gig. Eh? <laughs> it was like, it, you felt as if it was your fault. Well, yeah. When the, the stage had disappeared. Yeah. Oh. That's right, it was, it was really good. I do recall that. I mm -hmm. think that was my last gig. It was the, kind of blamed me for the, the fiasco. Oh, not at all. Sure, you're wrong. We saw them after that, Jim. Hey. So. Anyway, I had a good chat with Mickey, and uh, at some point, if you keep listening, I will tell you more about the project and you'll hear these interviews. Yeah, that'll be good. And next, no, not in the next few weeks, but uh, you know, hopefully. Eventually. Eventually. Good, but well, you're getting on well with it, that's yeah. good. So, there's quite a few um, things coming up. I'm going to, I think I'm going to have quite a busy week um, this the coming up because I'm um, where Samina's now back from Pakistan, so we're going we'll be meeting up to talk about the next to ten talk about the next ten writers project. Which I was thinking about today actually. Yeah. So that'll be fun, um, and um, so I'm expecting to. I've got something professionally written in for for Monday. I don't know if you'll be maybe be able to come home a wee bit early and put in your sure, thoughts. Sure. <laughs> so, but, um, so Gillian, the Callum, Samina, and I are that'll be our first kind of meeting about that to really start yeah. Yeah. because you don't feel. I don't know if the last. I mean, it was such great fun. You know, we had such a, a fabulous time. And it's kind of come to a natural kind of tailing off. Yeah. I suppose we could organise further things for yeah. that, but I think we're maybe better putting our energies into Yeah, I think you're right. New. Although I quite like some more books. I know we've run out of books, so... Well, they've got some still at Waterstones and Sucker Hall right, Street. Okay. So I think they've maybe got about 20. Or right, okay. Is that enough? Yeah, it's just, a, it's quite nice to, you know, because I've given books away to the two inter people that I interviewed. And I, get, I think I gave the last one to Mickey last night. Okay. Well, um, I think I've got one in the room. Right. Um, the... Definitely got them. got some in Watersons. And um, remember, if people are really interested, they have got it in the, the Ten Writers Telling Lies in the Mitchell Library. Yeah, it's in the library. And in right. Hillhead Library. That's right. That's right. So... I'd say to people to have a, a look at it. It was yeah. a fantastic project, the CD and the book, and, you know, we we, had, we just had so much fun with that. It was great. 
fabulous group of people from it all different from mm-hmm. all different worlds of literature. Yeah. And then the musicians, of course. Yeah. The musicians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not forgetting the musicians. No, that's right. So, no, um, so. We're, we'll be, I'll be doing that on Monday. I'm also going to meet, meet um, Richard, my old boss from Glasgow Caledonian, um, a senior lecturer. That we meet up every now and again. So um, for lunch, mm-hmm. so I'm going to try and combine that. I've not been to play pine paint for a wee while, so I'll maybe go first if he doesn't fancy it and meet him afterwards. But in this this coming week, it's a play by Louise Welsh. Mm-hmm. And I love Louise, um, you know, she's just a fabulous person, professor of creative writing at University of Glasgow, but she does so much for students and for the world of literature in general. I know she's um, got all the, the creative um, conversations that I often mention. So it's called King Keech. Yeah. So, I don't know. K-E-I-C-H. Uh-huh. Don't know. I know what that means, you know. That's Scottish that word quiche, yeah, yeah. but I'm not sure what the play's um, about. I should know, but I don't. But um, I think I would enjoy it anyway, because she's written it. Okay. So sounds good. So um, got that on, and um, what else is it? Oh yeah, um, we'll be going. We've been invited to a few things, Jim. We've been invited to. There's going to be something on. It's kind of for Halloween, and I'm always always busy at this time of Halloween of this year's getting all the Halloween stuff up but um, there's going to be a, um, something called Glass Glow in right. the Botanics right. and it's a kind of um, we're creating a magical world it's by it is on and it's creating a magical world of wonder light fantasy and fun so Remember we went to something before? We did, I. And it was all like the illuminations and That's the right. park. And you walked, walked through the park and you came mm-hmm. across all these kind of light shows. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be even more dramatic right. than that by the sounds of okay. it. So that's um, on from the 27th of October until I think it's the 9th of November, I think it's on until. And then um, there's something else in, is not happening until November, but it will also be in the park in Byers Road, and it's through the West End Festival, and that's the St Andrew's Day Torchlight Parade. Right. So if people are interested, they might want to get um, tickets for that. The kind of um, it's quite interesting because they're linking in with other places, and um, Eva. Bollander, the um, is the Lord Provost, is the patron of it, right? And the Eva. Uh, so, so because St Andrews isn't just for Scotland, he's not just our patron saint. Not just for Christmas. Not just for Christmas. He is also the patron saint of Greece, Russia, and the Ukraine. I didn't even know that. Yep. So, so. Well, students and um, you know people are individuals are coming over from these countries oh, to Glasgow oh, to celebrate St Andrew's good. Day here. So it's all sounds all sounds pretty nice, and it's usually um, it's a fundraising thing as well. I think the fundraise for the the, the beats and the cancer mm-hmm. charity. So I, I'm not sure. I know that's what it was for last year, and also for 
David Heyman's um, charity, um, Spirit Aid. So I don't know what it's for this year, but um, it it should be um, should be pretty good. The parade I think started. I think it goes down Bar Road, right down to Kelvin Grove. I've not been to it before. Right. I don't. I don't recall being at it. Personally. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. All the torches and everything. Yeah. It'll be a nice kind of. A sort of pagan Winter feel to it. A sort of pagan. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> so, I'm getting carried away. We are pagans. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but, no, but I mean, quite, yeah. quite fun. So. Okay. Is that yep. you? Are we at your favourite West End place? Yeah. Uh-huh. My favourite West End place. Wait a minute, Classic. I wanted to. Have you other things? No, no, no. I'm at my, I'm at my favourite West End. I'm at my, my um, West End. My favourite place, um, and I thought it was appropriate because everybody will be really, really happy. The Centre for Contemporary Arts, CCE in Suffolk Hall Street, that's been closed for four months because of the school at the art art school because of the fire at the art school. I mean. So it's opening again. Right. It's opening on Saturday. Oh, right. The bookshop will be open on Saturday. And then they've actually got quite a lot of events coming up. Right. Um, you know, they've got also the, like exhibitions and um, cinema. Teenage fan club have got something going on in there. And um, the band. And so, there's a lot. And I, love, I, love, I do love the CCA. I mean, we've been there so often. Yeah. You know, so many concerts and um, the uh, not so many exhibitions, but one thing I really, really enjoyed there was remember we went to the Muslim during the Glasgow Film Festival. Remember we went to see the film um, about the big star. Big right. star. Yeah, I do remember. Uh huh. It was quite. I'll tell you, apart from the film, which is brilliant. Uh, it's about the band Big Star from the 1970s in America, who are absolutely brilliant band and influenced a million, million other bands, including Teenage Fan Club, considerably influenced by Big Star. Uh, but what was interesting about that night was that all the people that were well, all the people, but a lot of the people that were at that were all the bands the in Glasgow. Because <laughs> it's quite a small cinema. It's quite a small cinema, so you you can recognise just about every face in the audience. Mm-hmm. And it included people, you know, all the folk from Teenage Fan Club, all the people from Bell and Sebastian, all the, probably, I don't know, because I can't remember. Well, you know, I never, I never recognise anybody, of course. Yeah, but I'm assuming you will. I, I, I just, I depend on you to tell me. Yeah, and of course, uh, Douglas and folk from uh, BMX Bandits and stuff. So all the kind of folk that were influenced by that band were, were there that night, so it was quite an interesting night. No, it was great. I mean, it is a very, very good documentary. And we've had lots of... Um, I mean, I've written quite a few reviews of events. We, we went to... Um, we had a 10 writers event in there. Did we? Yeah, we did, because I remember humping that PA up the stairs. Oh, uh-huh, so that's right, up the very top. Oh, aha, uh-huh, that was... And that's something else that happens in there. Of course, you're right. That was with... Um, Scottish Writers Centre. That's right. So they, because they operate out of there, but um, we went. Um, one of the things that kind of inspired the ten writers, if you remember, was when we went to 
a launch and it was Chris Dolan, the mm-hmm. writer. Yeah, and he had um a launch of one of his books and he had music playing and the music was a kind of sideline. Mm-hmm. And then I remember you saying to me after that, it'd be good to do something with the music kind of integrated. Yeah, that's right. With because I mean there was a couple of things that led to thinking about that. One of them was that just be nice to have a project that could work on together. Me doing the music stuff and you doing the writing stuff. Uh, but the other thing was really just the fact that I'd already written quite a lot of music and there was no real outlet for it. You know, because for the demise of CDs and physical things that you can sell uh, at that particular point, I didn't really think it was worth putting out a new record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so, no so, so, so many... Um, I, I mean... I love the CC, I'm so happy it's opening. But the other thing that I always um, think about is, of course, it used to be the Third Eye Centre. That's right. And we hung out in the Third Eye Centre, you know, when we were really young. I mean, the Third Eye Centre, um, I think it opened in, in the 70s, in the early 70s. It was Tom McGrath and all the, you know, playwrights and all that, all that crowd that... Um, it was just so cool, mm-hmm. you know. We just um, we used to love to go there, and um, I mean, I think that I think it it ran right up until about nineteen nineties, right? And then the I think they got a big grant, yeah, they did it all up, and it became it 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 then um, moved into be this kind of art hub, yeah, in right. in the city, so. So good news is opening. Yeah, no, I mean, it was one of my places that I would stop up and do a bit of work in because I've got the, had the cafe in the ground floor. Mm-hmm. So I would go in there and work in there for a wee while. So it was a shame. I mean, that whole area devastated by that fire because I also used to go into the, the art school as well. Oh, it's sure. sad, sad, sad about the art school. Yeah, I went past it today, actually. So I was supposed to be meeting Elaine Reid to do a podcast with while she was coming up, but she got a very, very bad um, sort of chest infection. She phoned me to cancel and could hardly actually speak. So it'll be interesting to, to catch up with Elaine at some point because Elaine, um, Eileen rather, Eileen Reid worked in the, the art school. She was the link person for wider access. All right. So she was in charge of that, which was, um, must have been a very interesting job, but just such a beautiful place to work. It's so, so sad for people now yes. that this has happened. But anyway, we won't, we won't end in the sad fires. note. We'll end on the happy note that CC is opening again. Okay. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Jim. I think that's us at the end of our wee chat. Okay. Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End chat. Thanks to all our listeners. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. And thus ends another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End chat. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you did, please subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Uh, get in touch if you've got anything you want to ask us, either through Pat's Twitter, which is at, at Glasgow's West End, or her email address, which is pat at glasgowestend.co.uk. And I'll catch you the next time. Bye for now.